Welcome to Abiding in Christ. Acts 17.28 says, In Christ we live and move and have our being. This program is designed to instill in you that all your needs are met when you put Jesus Christ first in your life. Listen now to the Holy Spirit as a Bible teacher and host, Leisha Cantrell, reveals the Word of God. The Blessing of Abraham is the gracious heavenly gift that Abraham received as part of God's plan to create a new nation on earth. God's blessing to Abraham is recorded in Genesis 12:1-3. The Lord had said to Abram, "Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you." I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Here Abraham is blessed, and that blessing includes the promise that he will have a great name, a great reputation, and that he would become a great nation, have many descendants. God will bless those who bless him. Furthermore, Abraham will be a blessing. Through Abraham, all nations on earth will be blessed. The blessing of Abraham finds its ultimate fulfillment in Jesus Christ, the seed of Abraham, Galatians 3.16, and the Redeemer of the world. And though it might sound rather pleasant or envious to have a great name and a reputation it seems to fall into that category when God works with you it's all about him and relationship with him and you have to go through a period of knowing him experientially and so Abraham had to go through that Abraham and Sarah for many years to believe God for Isaac but it is not impossible, and it's not something we produce out of our own faculties. It's, it's a means of trusting God. But Abraham began right because he did exactly what God told him, and it's really quite shocking that he, as Abram, remember Abraham means father of many nations, but he, he began with God as Abram, and he had idols in the house. So there's hope for everybody. And he recognize the voice of God and that's just how it is is that his blueprint is within us and all he has to do is touch and and we know him we're created in his image and no matter if we are dead spiritually when he touches there's life he is the way the truth and the life so the redeemer of the world Jesus Christ is the seed of Abraham because he will have the inheritance of the blessing and he will be in charge. The government shall be upon his shoulders and he will deal with each of us in covenant. The rest of the Bible records how these promises were fulfilled and the blessing of Abraham advanced. In Genesis, we see Abraham gaining a great reputation and we see how his descendants multiplied. But there's no vanity in this. There's nothing to be proud of. It is a, a great insurmountable journey to 
go through what Abraham did and transcend the natural realm, which is the emotions and the and the thoughts, our reasoning, the reasoning without the Holy Spirit. Uh, so he begins on this journey, and we pick up with him through Jesus Christ, who then um, is the seed of Abraham uh, in terms of genealogy and, and the spiritual plan of God to redeem the world. So the honor and the glory goes to Jesus. He's the one we rest upon and that gives us life. And the ability to know him and then operate in the spirit and all the glories of the spiritual gifts. By Exodus 1, the children of Abraham, the Israelites, are a great people. And the rest of Exodus through Joshua records how the people became a nation with their own land and law. The book of Judges and First and Second Samuel address the leadership of the nation as a king and how the dynasty of David was established. However, things began to unravel and the people broke the law of God and followed other gods. So here we have failure in the midst of everything. God is not surprised by anything and he always has a plan. He always has a way and he works with us. He energizes within us, he works in circumstances and even with the pagans, um, when Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in exile, he, he communicated who he was by the handwriting on the wall, which horrified uh, the, the king. And eventually that king in the whole scenario died because he was going against God in his ways. And there's no one anywhere even today that can really do that no matter how much power they seem to have it's god's kingdom and his kingdom has begun on earth through jesus christ frequently the kings did not reign as god's loyal representatives but often followed their own desires the kings in israel prophets who spoke for god warned the nation that judgment was coming and that they were in danger of losing their land. The same prophets also began to hint at other greater things such as an ideal, ideal Davidic ruler who would rule not only Israel but the whole world. And Gentiles would somehow be part of this kingdom as we see in Isaiah 9. In 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10, Jabez was honorable above his brothers but his mother named him Jabez, which means sorrow, sorrow maker, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez cried to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and you would keep me from evil so it might not hurt me. And God granted his request. And this prayer is the um, epitome of the way that we either walk in the blessing or the curse is what do we take it up with God? Do we pray? Because nothing good will happen if we don't. It is random chance, as Ecclesiastes teaches. When Jesus came on the scene, all of the pieces started to fit into place. Jesus is the Davidic Messiah who will not only rule over Israel, but over the whole world. Revelation 19:15. Anyone, including Gentiles who comes 
to him, to God in repentance and faith, is made part of his kingdom, while those Jews who reject him will be left out. Paul was the foremost apostle responsible for taking the good news, the gospel, to the Gentiles. In Galatians, Paul explains the importance of grace as opposed to the keeping of the law. He also points out that in Genesis 15:6, Abraham was justified by faith. Obviously, this was before any law had been given, 430 years before, according to Galatians 3.17 and verse 7. Paul explains that it is those who have the kind of faith that Abraham had that are truly the children of Abraham. Even if they are Gentiles, this is the fulfillment of the blessing of Abraham and God's promise that through Abraham all peoples, all Gentiles would be blessed. And this matter of the war between the flesh and grace is that you can obey laws but have the wrong motives. You can, you can do it just because you're an achiever and because you, you ha- it is a prideful thing. So God looks at the motives, whereas in grace, it's transformation to having a heart like God and having, as Ezekiel says, a new heart within you where you are sensitive to God and his ways and your motives for doing things is what we will be judged upon at the judgment seat of Christ. So that's the difference of the law. It's not that you wind up doing both the same thing no matter from what point of view you're doing it. It's a matter of just doing something externally without your heart or without any love for your neighbor. The blessing of Abraham was a benefit to Abraham himself. In terms of the ancient world, he was a success, he was well respected, he was healthy, and he had many descendants. Through Abraham, the whole world was blessed because Jesus as a descendant of Abraham. Because of Jesus, any person, Jew or Gentile, can be forgiven and be in his kingdom. In Christ, we receive the spiritual blessing of justification just as Abraham did. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, Galatians 3.29. The blessing of Abraham, the blessing Abraham received from God, restored immediate personal blessings, such as the necessities of life, the natural necessities, emotional, physical, which is healing and health, relationships, and financially, Galatians 3.29. Since we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise as Christians, then we can have the blessings lost due to original sin and alienation from God. Christ redeemed us from the more from more than just sin and the law. And the theme of Galatians three is justification by faith. So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. That it is by faith that we are justified because we come to listen to God and to know him. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. 
The faith of Abraham led to his justification, and that is the blessing of Abraham that we share today. As people of faith, we are justified in Christ and heir to the blessings. On the cross, the Son of God enters into the greatest union with man. He enters into the experience of what it means to be a human person who is a member of a race under a curse. It is in death that the Prince of Life conquers the power of death. It is in death alone that he can enable us to partake of that victory. The life he imparts is a life from the dead. Each new experience of the power of that life depends upon the fellowship of the death where the sinful nature is crucified with Christ. The death and the life are inseparable. All of the grace that Jesus, the saving one, gives is given only in the path of fellowship with Jesus, the crucified one. 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us the precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. Grace and peace to you. Many people like to get a fast response for prayer requests, so I'm giving you my post office box number so that you can send a letter and make a prayer request or send a donation that way. Write to Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, P.O. Box 460512, Denver, Colorado, 80246. You may also listen to the programs again and download them, as well as find contact information on 670kltt.com on the weekday program guide. Click on Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, and you'll be right there at my website. Thank you for joining me weekly here at Abiding in Christ Ministries for Kingdom, Covenant, and Mediator.